Hey everybody, superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Wine, episode 489 from August 13th, 1997, a Wednesday night show. No guest tonight, well, kind of. Uh, Drew's kids are in studio, two of them, Paulina and Jordan Pinsky. I got this booking as part of a guilt trip for Douglas showing up previously without them. So I guess Paulina Pinsky is technically the guest, but she's briefly on the show, and she's three. Adam opens the show with a solid but harsh joke aimed at a pudding-related comedian. Adam has a bunch of questions for Drew about car seats and the weight of young children, which turns into a pretty funny Q&A session. And Dr. Drew references this project, which would turn out to be the Dr. Drew and Adam book, A Survival Guide to Life and Love, which at this time had yet to be announced. And Drew shares a theory that dredging up the memories of the past are causing Adam to become depressed. Engineer Mike has some audio treats for the kitties. This is another Kevin tape, newly recovered. Only partial of this episode existed up until now, and really low quality, so we finally have the full copy, and it's great. Hope you enjoy it. This is extremely rare. The kids don't show up on the show very often. As per usual, this was recorded in 1997. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician. Contact Dr. Drew and Mike Cathwell on current day love line. 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, home of all your favorite podcasts. And if you'd like to check out more of my work, please see SuperfanGiovanni.com. Mahalo, and get it on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. Sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Yes, it is. And the whole Drew clan is here tonight. Most of it. Yes. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That's Dr. Drew. He is a board-certified physician, an addiction medicine specialist, and the number one papa in the United States. <laughs> now that, that right? Bill Cosby's been knocked off his perch, Dr. Drew is now replacing him. And my kids, therefore, are, are uh, eligible to visit, huh? Yes, they is. Oh, Drew, now you brought uh, Douglas in a couple weeks ago. Yeah, about a week ago. And uh, Pauline and Jordan got wind of it. Oh, they're so pissed off. Really? Oh, Pauline, every night. What? Douglas went, why don't I go to the studios? I'm going with you tonight. Douglas went last night. Every night. So now they're here. Now she's here. Yeah. Oh. Oh. And then, of course, when she got the opportunity to go tonight, Jordan had to go with her. So there you go. They're very precious. Thank you. And clean. Squeaky clean, these kids. Is that right? I thought kids were supposed to be dirty. You should see them after camp. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but when, they know how to be dirty. when I was a kid, I walked around with, you know, SpaghettiOs stuck to my face and, you know, dragging around uh, leaves and, and yeah. whatnot. Yeah, I had stuff all over my nappy hair. They can do that. They take a shower every day? Yeah. Every day? Yep. I don't even take a shower every we day. We know that. Huh? How do you take? How do you? How do you bathe them? Do you just yell at them, tell them to get in the tub? Yeah. And they get in. Mm-hmm. Do they like it? Mm, they don't like their hair being washed, but they like the tub. Do you wash them? Many times. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. And uh, how much longer do they have to be in the car seat? I was thinking. 40, I was looking at your car. Forty pounds, but somebody said they should be to like they're fifty pounds. Yeah, and but so then they go gay on you. They're they're thirty nine pounds right now, so, so they go gay at fifty. No, no. I, you, you keep a kid in a car seat too long, they go gay. I see. Uh, interesting theory. Oh, you're you're reading the wrong books, Drew. I guess I am. <laughs> All right. So when they get to uh, another pound, so uh, like uh, Paulina is a uh, Big Mac and uh, some supersized fries away right. from riding up front. Yeah, but it's been that way for like six months. We keep thinking, ah, they don't need it. We actually don't use it some of the time. They weighed them the other day, and they're they're still not forty pounds. How do you weigh them? Scale. Like he's one of those fishing things? No, scale. They can follow they, instructions. They get up on there? Yeah. 
you don't have to hold them kicking and screaming under your arm and then deduct your own weight or no, anything like there that. There was that time, but not anymore. All right. All right. Oh, look at him. <laughs> George wearing his little Tigger jammies. I got to get those jammies. Well, and Disney, you know, Disney uh, is listen, so uh, maybe they'll provide you. The kids are going, uh, but I need the trap door in the front, not in the back. The kids go nuts for coloring. I'm yeah. just thinking about yeah. this. But you can look at Paulina. I mean, she's really she's doing a picture of you, portrait. At what point? Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> at what point do you stop coloring? Because coloring... All right, Drew over here. Drew's looking at the kids. Okay. Coloring is such an important part of every little kid's life, yeah. and then you never touch another coloring book as long as you live after a certain age. Until you have kids again. Then you're back. You're coloring? Oh, yeah. Daddy, help me. Oh, really? You color. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe that's what I need. All right. I got my uh, sleeping pills here tonight, Drew, because I've been having a tough time. Oh, it, really? So. Oh, yes. Oh. Yeah, so I'll be you been depressed that. or what? No. I don't even know what I am anymore. You know what I mean? You said we were falling in love last night. That, sh <laughs> that disturbed me. I couldn't sleep after that. <laughs> I could sleep, but I had to take care of some business first. You know what I'm saying? All right. Dwight Yoakam will be in here tomorrow night. What the hell else? Uh, Engineer Mike. Keep some of <laughs> I think you're depressed. <laughs> He's in such pain every time I call his name. Uh, see throughout the show if you can line up some of those guests the band drops, because I had a fun time with that last night. I, I think you're depressed, because right? you know, we, we're digging through our past in this uh, project you and I are working on. Yeah. I think it depresses you. Digging through the past? Yeah, sifting through. Uh, sifting through the... Um, rummaging through the rubble of my life yeah. is really a lot like, yeah, being a Red Cross worker trying to uh, dig out some kids from a Adobe apartment building that went down in Guatemala after a 7.3. Yeah. It's a little depressing. Yeah. yeah, isn't it? I know, especially depressing when you're comparing notes with Drew. <laughs> because Drew's talking about his past, and I'm talking about my past, and I'm about ready to kill myself at this point. Plus... Drew had himself some chicks in high school. I never had any chicks in high school. I never had anything. I got it once in high school. That was just torture for me. Drew, do you think the kids would go nuts if we played the Dr. Drew shuffle? I don't know. It'd be interesting. Would that be too bizarre for them? I don't know. All right. We ought to do that uh, at some point at the night, Engineer Mike. Thank you. All right, Drew. You, re you ready to get going? Yeah, let's go. Hold on. What would you say? Suzanne Vega. Oh, Suzanne Vega. Yeah, I want to hear that, too. Thanks. Why? Because somebody uh, sent me an email and wanted to hear it, and I thought it was funny. Yeah, we had to play that. Oh, there's Mike. Speaking of emails, uh, we had an interesting email tonight uh, where somebody suggested that we uh, perhaps bring the whole crew in, not just Anne, for one of the nights when Adams is ab absent. No, I think they just meant for one of the nights in general. Oh, any night. All right. Yeah. You know, as a guest. Yeah, have yeah. the phone screeners in here, or sure. have Ann in, you know, sure. have everyone sure. do uh, a break, have Engineer Mike in here, let people get to know the people behind the scenes. Well, speaking of get to know, hold on a second before you start, we, we got it, I want to track down this kid, Ryan, who's one of our listeners, who this morning, can I, can I talk about this? Yeah, I don't care. It was uh, defending us to Howard Stern in, in, uh, in tremendous style, tremendous capacity to, def to debate. And I'd love to talk to him. If he's around, call us. We'll, 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 well, I didn't hear it, but apparently Stern uh, was talking about us, or he brought us up. Stern went ballistic, as Stern does, about all radio shows. And Stern's a good, good host, a funny guy, does a good show. I like his show. But he, he ain't the be-all and end-all. This is the be-all and end-all. Thank you very much, Drew. <laughs> anyone, anyone who's funny is ripping off Stern. Uh, God bless him. Dave, 
Dave? I know you're there. Dave. Hi. Hi there. All right, now I'm hanging up on you. Oh, okay, sorry. Oh, okay. All right, um, well, I'm 14, and, like, for the past couple of months, I've started to be, like, noticing guys a lot. And, like, last couple of nights ago, I had this dream about one of my guy friends, like, a, like, sexual dream. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if it's going to be, like, just a phase or... I'm trying, like, well, we're not sure either, but uh, you're going to have to sit tight and see what happens. What do you think it is? Well, I don't know, because it's, it's, it's starting to get, like, a lot stronger. Like, when I first started, I was just kind of, like, noticing guys. Mm-hmm. And lately, I've been, like, starting to, like, notice them a lot more. How do you feel about these, these instincts? I mean, what do you mean, how do I feel? Do they bother you? Do they, they scare you? They, they don't really bother me that much. Okay. All right, that's good. You ever had a girlfriend? Yeah. What do you think of women? Um, I mean, I'm still attracted to them, just lately not as much. Mm-hmm. My advice is sit tight, wait till you're real sure that these are, are genuine feelings that you wish to pursue. Give it a couple of years, and if uh, you're still same-sex attracted, then and you feel okay about it, especially, then that's uh, then that's fine. I think it's it's great that you're having these feelings, you're able to explore them, uh, even in your own th- mind without creating too much anxiety. Uh, most kids your age, uh, and even substantially older, are really distraught when they identify these feelings. So, Dave? Yeah? You like your mom? Um, she's all right, I guess. She's not over-domineering? No. Doesn't boss you around too much? Not really. Dad around, everything good with him? Yeah. You like sports? They're all right. Uh-oh. I, I prefer to see them live then. Than actually, actually uh, on TV. Yeah. All right, it sounds like everything's fine, Dave. Yeah. It's all right to experiment in your mind. It's all right, no matter. What, but uh, don't act on your on confusing feelings till you have more clarity about them. Right, because uh, you just get more confused. Right. Aaron. Hello. Hi there. A little difficulty tonight. Aaron, you're 21. Yeah, yeah. I'm calling from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I go to college here and. Uh, I'm having problems uh, trying to find girls. Um, I'm shocked. I'm a college student. Somebody who cannot find a date. Amazing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm a college student. I'm busy. I'm working. And it seems like, I mean, I'm normal. I don't have any, you know, I, you know, no, there's no girls I find that are in abusive relationships or anything like that. But I just, I don't know what to do. I, I've tried the bar scene, but that doesn't work. Um, I, I thought maybe... In high school, my parents were really restrictive with my dating. I thought maybe if that's a reason why in college I have problems. I don't know. That's why I'm, I'm calling. I'm, I'm a little confused about what you're asking. Is, is Are you telling us, first of all, that you have a, a sort of a lack of social skills? You haven't had much experience with dating? Yeah. And because of that, you can't seem to initiate uh, and go out with somebody? I Yeah, I have, I have problems with that. I, it started in high school... My, it just where, where my parents are from. They're really restrictive in my dating and dating in high school, and I've tried in college to be more open. Did you date in high school? No. Um, okay. My Adam. dad used to give me ten bucks every day I left the house. Said, "Would you get laid?" Never happened. I don't know what to do. I I'm trying to be friendly with girls. It just seems like they're. All right, Aaron. Listen to me. No mystery here. What you got to do is not question yourself so much. There's no big trick. Uh, there's there's no magic words you can yell or click your f- heels together or anything like that. Do your own thing, take care of your own crap, and get out there. Some people, you know, hit their stride in their late 20s. Some hit it in their late teens. It, it varies. 
I also don't think you should expect that he could hey, automatically... Let's not take any more of those calls, All right, please. It's not that he should suddenly be able to initiate that kind of thing. He's got to meet people through his friends and ask people out and take risks and go on dates. All right, just get out there. Erica, 18. Yeah, um, I had a question for both of you guys. It's my husband. He's been ignoring me a lot since he found out I'm pregnant. I've, I'm about five months and I'm starting to show. And I guess it's starting to click with him. I mean, yeah. wait, since you've been showing, he's uh-huh. been ignoring you? Yeah. And what do you mean by ignore? Like, you know, whenever we go to sleep or something, he won't hold me or he won't really touch me. Hmm. Have you asked him about it? Yeah, and he says, there's nothing wrong. Mm. How long have you been married? About a year. About a year. You got married at 17? Yeah. Just uh, decided it was time. Yeah. This you, was a, you both sowed your wild oats. You've been out. You've been uh, rogues long enough. It was yeah. time to settle down. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> 17. Plan child? Yeah. How old is he? About six. No. No. Uh, no. no you, what, what? No, six months is what she's saying. Yeah. How old is ooh, How old's the husband? Woo. <laughs> How old is your husband? No, oh, please. How old is the husband? He's 20. Mm-hmm. So um, he was 19, you were 17. Mm-hmm. Where is he now? He's asleep. All right, well, wake him up. Let's talk, though. <laughs> He's upstairs. All right. Have you got a phone up there? No. Are you on a portable phone? Nope. All right. See, here's some of my criteria for marriage. Mm-hmm. You can't get married unless you have two phones. <laughs> At least. At least two phones. I mean, because basically what it's saying is, is look, I can't afford a second phone. Now, how are you going to afford, uh, you know, formula and pampers and uh, pediatric medicine and all that? Mm-hmm. But there is an upstairs. Yeah. Probably living old there. Probably squatting some old firehouse or something. Come on, go get him. I'm not going to wake him up. He'll get pissed. All right. So really, he is not a very open person to you generally. Is that correct? Yeah. He's he, he, never been. Right. So never who, been. Who knows what he's thinking? But why'd you marry a guy who had never been? Because I got pregnant. I mean, oh, that would make Wait a minute. You been, said, hold on. She said it was a planned pregnancy. Hold on, smarty pants. You've been, you're, you're five months pregnant. You've been married for a year. Mm-hmm. Do you have another child? Yes. Uh, how uh, is that child? Hold on. i got a vector in the coordinates here. <laughs> I'll hold them. I'll, I'll keep keep strike. on the uh, If we can stall, I think if we can keep a caller on for two minutes and 45 seconds, I can lock in coordinates. Oh, please. How old is that child? About a year. And did he behave the same way during that pregnancy? Mm-hmm. And so why are you surprised? I'm not really. It's just that, you know, I don't know if it's something I'm doing wrong. No. He doesn't like pregnant women. Well, listen, I don't even think he likes women. <laughs> I mean, he's not a great guy, is he, Erica? No, he is. You're he afraid is? to wake him up. <laughs> you're afraid to wake him up so we can talk about how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Sheesh. You just said he wasn't a great guy a few moments ago. No, he is. It's just he hasn't been. Because him and my father have been going out a lot and doing everything. And my father was basically an asshole. Uh Uh-huh. Did your father do anything to you? No. No. How old is your father? 50. He's my stepfather. Hmm. And he's just, you know, I think it's the... Where's your real dad? My real dad? I don't know. Okay. All right. See what happens, uh, Daddy? When Daddy's cut out and the kids don't know who you are, then they get pregnant at 16 and a half. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is what goes on. All right, Erica, here's the situation. 
uh, you're young, you have a child, you have another one on the way. The guy is not bad, but he's not good. Yeah. But this marriage ain't going to make it till you're 20, and you're going to have a couple of kids if you keep going this way. Yeah. So you need to get this guy used to having some dialogue with you. And being respectful of your feelings. There's mutuality for relationships to work. You have to respect his feelings, he has to respect yours, and there has to be compromise or there's no relationship. Does this guy work? Yeah. What's he, he do? with my father. He's a roofer. Oh, roofer. Oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> uh, hold on. I didn't even work that into the chain. Oh, that's the, right. The food chain. Uh, the whole construction food chain. Yeah, roofer. Oh, Jesus. Roofer's right under hot mopper. And then where does that fit? Hot mopper, roofer, it goes, um, well, I'll, I'll, go, I'll start at the top uh, again for those who weren't listening last night. carpentry. Finish carpentry, yeah. uh, custom furniture, uh, mm. door hanging, mm. ha handrails, that sort of stuff, mm. way up at the top. Then it goes down to um, mm, framer, uh, drywaller, electrician. masonry guys. Uh, those outside trade guys, uh, electrician is above a framer. Yeah. And it goes all the way down, but it does trickle down to a roofer, which oh. is real close to the bottom. Oof. These guys do nothing but drink beer and work with their shirts off. <laughs> you know, be, be the middle of uh, Minnesota. In uh, in December, these guys are up on the roof with their shirts off. Ah, oh, sucking up that mop. Sucking up that tar that's coming off that hot mop. All right. So, Erica, the deal is uh, start talking to this guy for the sake of the kids. Oh, why does everyone get married? Why do they have kids? At least at least they got married because they had kids. That's why. Right. I mean, at least they were respectable and reasonable that way, and they had some evidence of trying to make priorities in their life. But... But I had a kid. I got pregnant at 16 and a half. Oh, maybe not even 16. Erica. Yeah. When were you pregnant with your first kid? I was just turned 16. Ugh. All right. Why did you then have a second child? It wasn't planned. Yeah, but what do you mean it wasn't planned? What were you doing second for... It wasn't planned. What were you doing for protection? We were... I was, I was on the pill, and I missed one, and then he was using a condom, and it broke. You didn't miss one. I missed that day. No, 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 not just that day. Did you miss, what's miss the, the What's the real too? story? That's the real story. No, you didn't just miss one day. Uh, yeah, and then I doubled up like I was supposed to. And the condom broke. Mm -hmm. No, you, you didn't just miss that day. It wouldn't work that you mean, way. You, you mean you missed the day you think you conceived the child? I'm not sure. Oh well. I just know it didn't work. All right, and so you... My grandmother, and I can't get an abortion because my grandmother is also a pastor of a church. Mm. Oh, she should... Oh, anyway. All right, Erica, we don't mean to rag on you. We can't help it, though. Talk to him. Right. Does he get mad when you talk to him? No. Can you tell him that your needs aren't being met? Uh-huh. Would he hear that? Mm, no. no. He's picking up a lot of my father's traits. Your yeah, stepfather. My stepfather, and he used. My stepfather used to beat my mother. Mm. Uh, so, you think he's? Is he getting rough with you? No. If he does, call the police. Don't don't take that for a second. <sighs> All right. So, um, I was taking the pill religiously. I missed one day. We put a condom on, but the condom broke that day. We missed a pill. I doubled up the next day, but still got pregnant. Mm -mm. No way. Yeah. No effing way. I agree with you. Does a pill work that way, Drew? No. no, because it would have been the, the day. I mean, she would have only been missed it by a couple of hours at that point. 
If at all. Right. Uh, oh, a lot of denial. Abada. Hello? Hey. Hi. Hey. hey. <laughs> What's your nationality? Um, I'm American. Oh, boy. This going to be a long night. Uh, Abada, where, uh, where are your folks from? Um, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Where are their folks from? North Carolina. Where are their folks from? North Carolina. So they own slaves? No. So everyone in your family worked on a tobacco farm for as long as you can remember? Uh, maybe. What color is everyone's hair in the family? Black. Black. Now we're getting somewhere. Um, they never talk about having ancestors from uh, Italy, perhaps? No, Egypt. Oh, Egypt. Yeah. Oh, that's why you're named Ibada. Yes. And that's where you're from. That's amazing. Hmm. <laughs> now, everyone's grandparents are from North Carolina. When did the uh, when did they come over there? In like uh, you know, uh, 13 <laughs> BC. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> How long have, e have Egyptians been in North Carolina? Well, I mean. It's a while back. I mean, it's not like my great-grandmother or something. Okay. Well, that would be... The, okay. Anyway. What's your question, sweetie? Okay. I want to know how I can, like... I have this problem, and I want to know how I can um, stop. I, I've been choking myself. And um, I want to know, first, if it's, like, causing any damage to um, my brain or anything it, like that. It, of course it can. Have you passed out when you've done this? Yeah. Yes, you're, you can be causing brain damage, absolutely. And uh, one of these times, you may not wake up. Why are you doing this? What are you up to? Um, well, my sister just went through, um, she just, she's going through therapy um, because of depression. Yeah. And I can't really handle it. Are you going through therapy, too? No. Is she bringing up stuff that's troubling you? Um, kind of. Like what? Um, well, my mom... She's like, well, I don't know. My mom, she really doesn't understand me. Okay. Hold on. Right. Right. No, no moms understand their their twelve year old daughters. No, but she really doesn't understand me. All right. Why aren't you going through some help too? Because I haven't told anyone except for my friend. How old is your sister? Fifteen. Did something traumatic happen to her? Um. That's not gonna be no. easy. No, uh, not. I wouldn't. Well, wait a minute. I, no, don't, don't stir the pot. Really. She's just been cutting on herself. And mm. uh, Thumbs up with everybody. But but the, the only thing we can do is encourage you to get to some help. Uh, you are going to hurt yourself. Somebody needs to know, even if it's somebody at school or your sister, somebody whom you can tell, alert them to the fact that you need some help too. Okay, it's very important. Very okay. important. Do you understand that? Mm -hmm. Okay, you're going to be fine. Okay. The way you feel now is not the way the rest of life has to be. Okay? Do you understand okay. that? That there, yeah. there is a way out. And sometimes it hurts more before it gets better. And it's all, it's, you know, it can be, you, you probably felt worse than you do now, in fact. And now you feel better, right? Yeah. Okay, but it can be better still. But you've got to get some help to do it. And that's why your sister's trying to help, help herself. You've got to do it, too. You're ahead of the game. You're only 12. You can get better, okay? Okay. All right. All right about it. Thanks. Good luck.
There, there's a point at which you, you, mm-hmm. you, the, the containment is, is the goal here. It was some people. I mean, she's only 12. She doesn't have any internal resources to call upon. If we you mean you don't want to start unearthing stuff? Nothing. You don't, you're just going to keep it contained and push in the right direction. Right, because I figured between her and Sis and cutting and strangling, um, maybe a little something going on uh, yeah, within the confines of the uh, Abada household. Maybe. All right, Drew and I are going to shower. And then we're going to come back for uh, more hijinks after this. Love line with. Speaking of being prepared, I've got to remind people about our friends at Mathnasium, which is the only neighborhood math-only learning center. Adams can go to Mathnasium. My son's a math major, and they will meet kids at their level. If kids are excelling, they will meet them there and get them further along. If they're behind, they'll bring them up. Mathnasium makes math make sense. Child can leap way ahead, whether they started out behind or already ahead, as I said. It's how they've grown to over 500 franchise locations with opportunities available in communities across the U.S. They believe that every child has the ability to be successful in math. It's a matter of just teaching them a way that makes sense. You don't have to be born with a national ability. You can be taught to be great at math. Children don't hate math. They hate the way math is taught. Were you a mathematician? You must have a bunch of math in your background. Uh, I have a bunch of – so when I was a kid, I was not a big fan of, of education. But since I got out of the military, you know, my so undergrad was in business. Got a certain yeah. amount of math I am technology. now. I, and I did pre-med when I first got out of the Army. So yeah. I did, I've done business statistics. I've done the medical science. Math, math is everything. Math is it describes the truth, basically. Whatever yeah, you can, it you is. know, it's really once is. again, I feel really unprepared. Well, relax. <laughs> go to Mathnasium. It changes attitudes, <laughs> builds confidence. Kids, even big kids like Mike, want to go to Mathnasium. They enjoy it. Finish the second. Finish the school year strong. For my listeners, call today and get a free parent pack. Call eight four four seven nine nine two nine nine nine. That is eight four four seven nine nine two nine nine nine. Or go to mathnasium.com, M A T H N A S I U M. And you'll find the nearest center there at mathnasium.com or, again, 844-799-2999. From the Oscar-winning screenwriter of 12 Years a Slave comes television's most extraordinary new dramatic series. Starting Thursday, March 5th, watch American Crime live at 10, 9 central on ABC. Then tune into the American Crime podcast hosted by me, Elvis Mitchell. Each week we'll have a candid conversation with show creator John Ridley plus show talent, character storylines, and more. Go to podcastone.com slash American Crime to subscribe now. This is Clive Barker, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla. 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 Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. You're really craving. I'm so craving. <laughs> I so need a cigarette. <laughs> I love those guys. Who were those guys? Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That is the good doctor, Dr. Drew. I had an Egyptian roommate for a while. Mm-hmm. Umgad Abu Zamzam is that was the, his I, name. Really? Yes. Abu Zamzam? Umgad Abu Zamzam. Wow. I used to call him the Iron Sheik. Why? He just looked like a pro wrestler called the Iron Sheik. Really? Yeah. He was, uh, he was a good guy, actually. Smart. What happened, what happened to him? Uh, he is one of my friends who's very successful, oh. actually. Wow. Didn't he have... Well, he, he's not your friend anymore. No. Yeah. <laughs> we okay. disowned each other. No. no uh-uh. he, he disowned you. Uh, listen, and this guy makes a million now. I gotta go hit him up. He, like, borrowed my motorcycle to go over to school once. Oh, son of a bitch. Here's what happens. <clears throat> this guy borrows my motorcycle. To go to UCLA. He's, he's really, I mean, the guy's not making a penny. He's, he's worthless. He's going, taking a few classes at UCLA. 
borrows my motorcycle, goes over the hill. While it's in the UCLA parking lot, somebody rips the license plate off of it, parks it in front of the apartment, and the next day, the the police, no, they go in a big sweep. They do this once in a while. I think the way it works is the local tow yards, who, by the way, are the most, uh, you know how I loathe uh, the parking enforcement personnel? Yeah. The only thing lower than the parking enforcement personnel are the impound and tow yards. Yeah, you, you, need, you need to come up with like a series of food chains, social uh, food chains. Um, yeah. It goes roofer. It goes uh, Egyptian roofer. <laughs> I wonder if they just use uh, like mud and straw or if they actually use uh, ceramic tile and uh, asphalt shingles. Um, or was that another call? Anyway, it goes roofer. Um, Parking enforcement guys, and then the impound guys, the tow truck guys. Mm. Uh, here's how despicable tow truck drivers are. Whenever there's a big rainstorm and the intersections start flooding, they head out in full force. And they wait for cars to stall in the middle of the intersection. Right? And then they charge, you know, they want 50 bucks to drag the guy to the curb. Wow. You never seen that? No. Oh, it's great. And the other good thing about impound lots is I got this motorcycle towed. All right, let me just backtrack here. I believe what happens every once in a while is the uh, parking enforcement hooks up with the tow yards, and they go out and they make sweeps. Oh, I see. They go up and down all the side streets and find cars that have been parked too long or the registration tabs are expired, so on and so forth, mm. and they just hook them up and take them, mm. up, take them out of there. Now, this motorcycle shouldn't, shouldn't have been towed. Right. Kids are going it. What the hell is Paulina doing over there? Oh, not a care in the world, those two. Look at them. They're about to, though. They don't know what it's like to have their big wheel impounded. Drew's kids are here tonight, and they're just the most precious, blondest, littlest, squeakiest, cleanest uh, kids in the world. All right, guys. Paulina? Right, settle in over Paulina. there. Paulina. Are we on in there? Hey, Paulina. Oh, look at her. She doesn't care. She doesn't give a rat's ass about Daddy. Hey, call Paulina. Paulina, listen. They, they cannot be on in there. Can they hear Drew? Paulina? Paulina? Yes, thank you. <laughs> could you could you calm down? Quiet? Shh. Jordan, me lighten over there? Please, thank you. Okay, finish coloring uh, my big Brillo head, Paulina. Make a picture of Adam, Make okay? Make a picture of Uncle Adam. Okay? Yes. Draw a picture of Adam. Thank you. Okay. Oh, boy. All right, now Anne and, and Lisa are going nuts over there. Anne is just uh, she's ready to she's ready to hop on someone tonight just to get pregnant. I don't think she can wait till she can get home to her husband. She actually has to be impregnated uh, before the show's over. <laughs> All right, let me finish with the tow yard. Yeah. So they make these sweeps and they go around and they pick everyone up. Now they pick my motorcycle up. Now they pick my motorcycle up because it had no license plate on it. Right. Now, what they were supposed to do is check the serial numbers on, on the motorcycle, hmm. run them through the computer, and see if the thing was registered or not, huh. which it was. Uh. Everything was up to date. So, I was the victim of crime, was I not? Mm. But the, uh, the damn police force wasn't doing a good enough job for me not to have my license plate ripped off of my motorcycle, which, by the way, I wasn't even riding that day. Mm. Then the thing gets towed to the tow yard. Now, when you go to the tow yard and say, hey, hey, what's up here? I got the motorcycle uh, license plate ripped off, fellas. This has all been a big mistake. Well, they look at you and they go, too bad. Too bad. 
And they're such unscrupulous scumbags, these tow yards, these impound yards, that they'll tow a motorcycle at 11 o'clock on a Monday night. And you'll go in there when they open on a Tuesday morning at 8 a.m.? Um, you know, it's uh, 6375 for the tow and two days holding. Oh. Uh, hold on, Copernicus. <laughs> two days. It's been here for eight and a half hours. Uh, it came in on a Monday. It's now a Tuesday. Uh. All right. Uh, should I just bend over and spread my cheeks? Because what they're saying is, is, look, you don't get your vehicle back until you pay us. Mm. You know what I said to the guy? Why not just make it three days? <laughs> I mean, as long as you got the bike behind the fence with the dog over there, just go for three. <laughs> I mean, you know, if you're going to sodomize someone, don't pull out. Just go all the way, buddy. Oh, despicable. <sighs> so I got the bike out. Another time I was riding my bike, <laughs> got stopped, uh, didn't have a class four license or whatever it took for the thing. Guy uh, impounded the bike right there. I had to walk home. Ugh. Then uh, hitch a ride over to the tow yard. Then they told me I had to go to the DMV and get a temporary. Then I went and filled out a Class 4 thing, went back to the tow yard, paid the money, went back home. This was my life, Drew. Mm. But the point is, is that day I'm, I'm gad. He still owes me. And he's a millionaire now. Hey, he makes good money, yeah. I think he owes me, don't you? He borrowed yeah. the bike. The, What's he doing the license plate got. He has, owns a big set construction company. Oh yeah, you gotta get it. License plate got stolen because I let him borrow it to go to go to school. Then the thing gets towed. Yeah, eighty bucks out of my pocket in half a day. What's the name again? I'm oh. Gad Abu Zamzam. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny. I got used to it. I used to just call him Ummy. <sighs> The Iron uh, Sheik. Actually, he always knew when I wanted something because I call him Ummy. Uh, hey, Ummy. <laughs> <laughs> and it was great because his, uh, his parents, uh, his dad, for some unknown reason, used to stockpile food. He had, oh, see, he had, that's why he was your friend. He had a garage. His folks lived like four miles away in that garage. He'd buy cases of almonds hmm. and cases of tang and, and cases of syrup. This stuff by the case. And I'd send him over. I'd say, uh, Ummy, why don't you head over to the folks' place and rip off a case of uh, peanuts so we can, oh, that we can been, live that for a while. That must have been just uh, mind-blowing to you. Oh, it was huge. Huge. And he had an orange tree. We used to make the MGAD all-natural booze drinks on Friday nights with the blender. Oh, that was living. Chris, you're 20. Hey. Hey. Um, I got a problem. I'm engaged to be married in September, and I just recently, last week, ran into the girl I lost my virginity to. And we've been hanging out, and some old feelings are starting to come back. Why are you hanging out with like, her? Like, uh, your old feelings are, boy, I'd like another shot at her, and her old feelings are, boy, this guy sucked last time we got it on. The first no, hers is, uh, the, his fiance really pisses me off. i got to get back at her. Oh, interesting. Go ahead, Chris. Um, your first half is true, and but the thing, she brought it up. Like, she wants to get back together with me. She's married now. We mm. both have children. Of our own. Well, I don't see that as a deterrent. Do you, you Drew? You, what do you mean you have children of your own? I have a daughter and she has a daughter. Not with this woman you're about to marry? I have a daughter with the woman I'm about to marry. Marry the woman you're about to marry and don't put yourself in these kinds of positions. This is ridiculous. Oh. But how, uh, I don't know how to do that because I'm kind of a dog. I mean, I've been like this all my life and it's really hard for me to be faithful to her. What do you, uh, buy a CB right now? I'm a rent-a-cop. <laughs> oh, you that's are? My, that's my police radio. Do they give you a gun or just... I have a gun, yeah. Oh, you do? 
Yeah, I like protect a very rich, exclusive neighborhood in the heart of downtown Baltimore. Ah. So it's uh, really. Uh huh. You ever ever had any trouble? Yeah, just last night we had an armed robbery. Really, in one of the houses? Yeah. At night? Yep. It's I guess that's right why I said last third. night. Did you get the guy? No. No. They got. It was a male and female. They cruised before I got there. Wow. And who called you? The old woman who was there. Mm. So they just showed up, pulled a gun, and broke uh, in? It was a, a little scam thing that's going around here. The woman asked for water for a car. The old lady got her the water. The guy forced his way in. Then they robbed her of her stuff. Uh, yeah, I was, I was hearing about these home invasion robberies uh, when I was driving in and listening on another radio show, and I was thinking to myself, you know what? I don't got anything in my house. Oh, it don't matter. No, nah, it doesn't matter? Find out. Nah. Uh, all right. I don't have any jewelry or nothing. Yeah. They took just a, like a 20-year-old radio and $10 or something. Oh, like boy. All right, listen. You should be doing your job. This wouldn't have happened. All right, Chris, you're a pretty despicable guy, right? Uh, not, yeah, I am. Yeah, okay. That's good. That's I the mean, first step I, to recovery. Yeah, I mean, I can honestly say I should turn myself in for your genital collection program. How? Uh, that, then don't get married. That's noble. And the court would uh, would um, would smile upon you uh, making this offer to should it. Should he get married? No, I don't think he should get married. I mean, I'm kind of thinking that, but I am truly in love with this girl that I'm with now. Right, but, but you love all is, of them. No, I have no feelings for the others except for this girl. I mean, I've never experienced this before. Why'd you break up in the first place? I moved. We This was seven years ago, and she was my first. You were 13. I know. It was my first. Oh, wait a minute. For Christ's sake, I don't even know anybody I knew when I was 13. What, what, I just ran into her. Wait a minute. What's up with you? You're having sex at 13. I had a really bad childhood. What happened? Um, you name it, it happened. And you, that was my way of expressing Like, I'm into the body piercing and stuff like that. Were you sexually abused yourself? Sexually, physically, mentally. Oh. I've been in foster homes. I've been in juvenile facilities. And Thank God he's been issued a firearm. Well, I'm, I straightened myself out. I mean, I got away from everything, and I've been on my own since I was 16. All right, let me well, hold on. Let me talk to Chris for a second, Drew. Chris, yes, you've 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 had a tough tough life. Yeah. You've had a lot of horrible things done to you, and I my hat is off to you for being able to pull yourself out of the clutches of despair you and poverty that job, way, right. and just to have a job, and even if it's a job where you show up too late and the guys have already left the scene. You got a you got a job, and you sound like a pretty decent guy for a guy who's been to hell and back like you have. Especially at that age. I mean, most guys that have been through what Chris has been through are the guys who uh, have just got done raping the old woman and are leaving by the time Chris gets there. So at least you're on the good side for now. This is probably the last vestige of all that crap that you had done to you, this sort of sexual acting out. What's the inability to have intimacy and stability in relationships, which, which you know, under what he's been through, how could he have anything other than chaos? Right. So yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It is not fair to you or the person you're going to marry to get married because you may be some years and some counseling away from being able to do this right. Even though there's a kid. It's all, yeah, yeah. It's still, it's almost like Chris yeah. is contracting himself out to do a job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's look at marriage that way for a second. Yeah. Let's look at it, and we've been talking about construction tonight. Let's look at it as putting a roof on a house. And you're contracting yourself out to some homeowner who thinks they're going to get a roof. The problem is, is your truck is broke down. You don't know what to do with your tools. Your tools, uh, actually the ones you needed were stolen, and you don't have money for materials. It's like, 
you can't see the job through and finish it and complete it successfully. I don't think at the age of 20, after what you've been through, Chris, and with the feelings you still have, you're going to be able to successfully see this marriage through. And I don't think it's right to you or to her to get married. True. I mean, I feel that way the same way, but then I'm trying to think for our daughter... I want to try to make it work, give her well, the life but, that but, I never had. But, how old is, how, how far along is she? Or, or wait a minute, how old is she? My daughter is a month old. Well, you can still be a good father and not necessarily have a marriage. I mean, in this situation, normally I would say have the marriage. Uh, that's better than not. But that marriage is so clearly destined to, to trouble that probably you'd be better off if you just focused on being the father. And don't worry about being the father and the husband, because the chaos the child would then be exposed to would be the same thing you were exposed to. And if you're truly worried about your daughter, don't go out and relight the fire with the girl you're banging when you're 13. And, and think of who, what, what her history must be, too. Uh, right? uh, uh, uh. All right. That's, this is what I want. This is a Assignment America. Everyone who's thinking about marriage, look at it as a job. Are you qualified? How about the child? All right, we'll get into that. Hey, Next job you ever had. All right, Drew. All right, Drew, let's go play with your kids. All right. All right. Love line, phone number 1 800 L O V E 191. Fax number 310 854 4455. I'm Adam Corolla. That is Dr. Drew. It's family night here on Love Line. Drew's uh, beautiful kids are here, minus the pretentious Douglas. <laughs> pretentious, huh? <laughs> Kid's got an attitude already, I'm telling you, Drew. Oh, Drew, you know, sometimes when good-looking people get together, they have ugly kids. Not in Drew's case. And Drew's a, Drew's a looker. His wife's a looker. And uh, together, they got a whole batch of lookers. These are, uh, really, you could open your own modeling agency with these kids. Yeah, very funny. Do you want to uh, do that? You want to no. hire them out to no. uh, TV commercials no. and stuff like that? No. Mm -mm. But Drew... Uh, I know their mind gets twisted and everything, but you get like, uh, you know, you have like eight grand in the bank uh, right. when it's all over with. No. Mm -hmm. I don't trust any parent that takes their kid out to these things. Mm -hmm. Something's wrong with them. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's no wonder why all these uh, child actors are screwed up. Mm -hmm. It's not just the environment the parents that take screws them. them up. It's the fact that you have a mom who decides that they have the most beautiful 18-month-old in the world, and they're going to drag them out to auditions. When the kid basically should just be wallowing in his own feces mm -hmm. at that age, he's sitting there trying to read a teleprompter mm -hmm. at uh, three and a half years old. Recoculous. Mm -hmm. All right, we're going to play a little Celebrity Jeopardy, as promised here on Loveline. We have a lot of bands come through here, almost uh, on a nightly basis, but uh, at least on a weekly basis. Producer Ann always gets them to cut some lovely liners. You know those things that say, uh, this is so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so, Duran Duran, and... We're back with more love line or whatever. Uh, Drew and I often have difficulty remembering who has been on the show over the years. Uh, were they on the TV show? Were they on the radio show? Or did I just have some sort of wet dream that I met the guys from Duran Duran? So, Engineer Mike is going to play some of these drops and cut it off before they mention their name. Oh, actually, before they mention the band's name. And we'll try to figure out what the name of the band is. Right, Mike? Okay. Hi, this is Kevin and Tom. Nope. Can we start easier? Hi, this is Kevin and Tom from Better Than Ezra. Oh, oh 
And uh, I really like those guys, yep, too. Yep. Oh, for Christ's sake, I went out to uh, Tucson with those guys after they're on. Try another one. Okay. Hey there, this is Jimmy Pop. And this is Lupus. Oh, yes. Okay. This band I know. This is Jimmy. Uh, they said that they're like white rapping dudes. Uh, Jimmy Pop uh, licked me. Hey, the TV yeah, show. This is Jimmy Pop. Yeah, the, and this the, is Lupus. The something dog, Bloodhound Gang. Bloodhound Gang, yeah. Who is the Bloodhound Gang? And this is Lupus. And you're listening to Love Lines. We're the Bloodhound Gang. Yes, true. Impressive, I Score. said. Hello, I'm Damon. I'm Dave. I'm Graham. Who is Blur? Blur. I said the, the the reason, I don't know who we were talking to about Blur, but I thought it was pretty brilliant that I decided they got their name Blur because it's a it's a band name you can say when you're really loaded. Like, I think they were in here drunk, and they couldn't have gotten away with uh, Starlight Vocal Band <laughs> or Dexy's Midnight Runners. They just went with Blur. Blah. What's up? What's up? Steve. Uh, Steve Baldwin. And Stephen from. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, uh, let's do it again. What's up? This Chino and Stefan from Chino and Stefan. Stefan. Max from the Pharrell show got this on just the what's up. Oh really? Uh, that's stoner. Must be some kind of pot band. What's up? This Chino and, and Stefan from Deftones, and you're listening to Love Line with from what? Oh, the Deftones. Uh, okay. Okay. No, didn't remember that one. Hello, this is Justine and Donna. We are Republica. No, that's no. uh, it's uh, it's uh, Elastica. Hello, this right, is Justine and Donna from Elastica. Yeah, amazing that I can even uh, remember. True, we're doing all right, and you're very surprising. All right, a couple more. Hello, Hello. this is Greg. Tommy and Darren from. Well, wait a minute. Oh, oh, that must be Bad Religion. No, no, Greg, it was Greg. Greg, Tommy, and Darren. Hello. Hello. This is Greg. Tommy and Darren from Giggy Town. You're listening to Loveland. I wasn't here for Giggy Town, was I? I don't know. Maybe I wasn't either. <laughs> oh, yeah. I hosted that night. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was a ghost host that night. All right, give us one more. This is amusing. Everyone here, I wonder if anybody else is amused by this. Hey, this is Jeff, Doug, Matt, and Kurt from. Jeff? I still don't know. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, I heard the gra Gravity Kills. Uh. Am I right? Yeah, I want to hear Black Grape. Where are they? Yeah, guys with, the, with all the. They didn't do one. Uh, they were too drunk. All right, uh, tranquilize the kids, Drew. Yeah. it was cute at first. Yeah, we got to get them to cool down. They got to go to sleep. Uh oh, please. Sleep, Paulina heard that. And yeah, she's out. Joey. Yeah. You're 20. Yeah. Uh, well, I have a question for both of you. Kind of a problem. Well, my girlfriend, she seems to be. Uh, She's really wild. Uh, What's going on in the background there, Joey? In the background? Oh, that's just the TV. Oh, just the TV? All right. It's just another call. Greg, 14. Hey, how you guys doing? I have a TV policy on this show. It's actually the no distraction clause. I don't want to hear anything loud. If I can hear it, then it must mean the person that's asking the question can hear it. Yeah, turn the TV set up here real loud, and we'll we'll counteract it. What's going on, Greg? You're 14. Hey, how you doing? Good. All right, I have this little problem with my girlfriend. Uh, whenever I want to go out on a date with her, her parents won't allow her to go. Mm -hmm. How old is she? Even she's 11. She? Yeah, she's 14. 
Do her parents just have a general policy they don't want her dating yet, or is it you? Well, I don't know. See, even if, like, we want to go in a big group of friends, you know, uh, they still won't let her go. But Can you uh, hang out at her house just with her? Yeah, see, that's the funny thing. Uh, her parents will let me go over to her house. Mm, it doesn't sound very funny to me. Come over to my house, but... They'll let her go to your house? Yeah. Do they trust your parents? Do they know your folks? Well, they know them, but they aren't, like... This really is going to be my policy. This is it. I just found a, the parenting I'm going to model. Yeah, and Drew, by the way, with your kids, uh, this is going to go well into their 20s. Oh, yeah. You know you know what kind of parent you're going to be, or you're going to become, Drew? What? You're going to be one of these parents where the kid is in, you know, Douglas is in his second year of uh, law school. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, I was going to say uh, medical school, but I thought law school might piss you off just a little bit more. And, and won't let him ride his bicycle on, he, on the street. No, uh. no. He's been living in Boston, uh. and he's been shacked up with a chick over there in Boston oh, yeah, for right. the last two and a half years. Right. And he's 23 and a half. Right. And he wants to come back for the summer, and he's going to uh, hang out at the Drew Homestead. Right. And she's going to come and visit, and you're going to insist that he sleep out on the sofa and that she sleep in the rumpus room. Yes. That's how you're going to be. Yep. Even though he's been having gruesome sex with her for the last four and a half years, every night while he's been living abroad, as soon as he comes back in, you're going to have them sleep in separate beds, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I think so. Very good. I like the way you consider Boston living abroad. Well, I'm living somewhere other than uh, your see. house. Okay. I'm sorry. Now, does abroad have to be in a different country? I, doesn't abroad imply across the seas, sort of? It, it, uh, living abroad... Applies uh, implies living out of the picture. living out of the country, but I think it could just mean living away from wherever you lived. Well, check that out, Greg. Yeah. Um, uh, you can't go out, but you can stay in. You got to make the best of what you got. There's really nothing you can do to convince them other than not f up and be a good boyfriend. And if you're around long enough, probably they will get some <clears throat> comfort with you. And yeah, as soon as, they, as soon as they feel relaxed enough. All right, Drew's going to look up abroad, and we'll be back with more uh, Loveline band trivia after this. Bernie, the world's fastest drummer for Loveline. Hi, when I'm not drumming, up a storm. <laughs> what was the rest of it? Loveline will be right back. If it's not, sue me or something. Who's wrestling with the kids in the next room? They don't want to go to bed, but it's schluffy time. It's time for the Sandman to come visit him. Oh, look at little Paulina. Hi, Paulina. <laughs> oh, she's embarrassed. She's covering her face with a coloring book. <laughs> oh, she drew a beautiful picture of Adam. What is this, a bunch of letters? Yeah. Oh, listen, I'm not putting it on the fridge. I know how a lot of folks put uh, whatever the, the kid vomits on a placemat. It goes on the fridge oh, you haven't been that night. Since they started doing that stuff. We have wallpaper. Now. Oh, for Christ's sake. All right. Uh, we'll get back to what you should and shouldn't put on the fridge in 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. 98 KUPD, Tempe, Phoenix. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew's family night here on Love Line. And look at the restless one, Paulina. 
Oh, look at her. She's a struggling artist. Don't, Can't uh, fall asleep. Don't uh, stir her oh, up. She's such a little. She's such a little minx. Abroad, away from one's home. Thank you, Drew. Beyond the boundaries of one country. Well, I think between last night's Jeopardy challenge I'm, and uh, I'm totally today's impressed. vocabulary I'm truly challenge, impressed. We're finding there's another side to Adam Carolla, perhaps a um, wittier side, perhaps a more educated side. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Did I give the phone number out? No. All right. Uh, Pauline drew, drew me a lovely picture, and I will uh, I will worship it worship it uh, until I leave tonight. And, and Jeremiah, it's a lot going on here tonight. All right, Drew, ready to get back to the call? Yes, please. Dwight Yoakam is going to be in here tomorrow night, and everyone's a buzz. This guy is just uh, he's synonymous with cool. Is that right? He's very, he's, he, everybody loves this guy. People have been coming up to me. Heard Dwight Yoakam's coming on the show. That's interesting. Yeah, and his uh, his star's really rising, too. He's doing movies and all that stuff. James. Hey. Hey, you're 16. Yeah, um, my girlfriend's got mono, and I was wondering, like, um, what's the risk of me kissing her? What 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 the problems are with mono? If, like, if you kiss her, you Not will. Yet. Not yet. If you do, you will get it. And what are the... Uh, what what yeah. happens because of it? What is it exactly? It's a virus, typically. The Epstein-Barr or CMV virus both tend to cause a mononucleosis-type syndrome. And the syndrome is severe swollen throat, very large swollen lymph glands in the neck, high fever, weakness, vomiting. It's a mess. It can be very miserable. And it's real contagious? Very contagious. It's in, it's in body fluids and in large concentrations, and that's why it had been referred to as the kissing illness, kissing disease. Right. I think it's been upgraded to the hand job disease, uh, hasn't it? I don't know, but uh, it can be tested for very easily. Well, with that the was the 50s, test. true. Yeah, whatever you say. And yeah. uh, it can last uh, weeks, even. It can be just debilitating. It can be terrible. It can be mild. It can be very severe. No kissing there, Romeo. Well, that, that sucks. Okay, the, I got one other thing. Is um, On warts, um, Drew, you've been saying there's a cream out, and you didn't yeah. say the name of it. Or where uh, I can't remember the name right off the top of my head. Who's got the name. warts? I do. I, I have hand warts. Um, they're, um, Boy, between the two of you, there's no, a lot going on. They're repeating because I've got them before and got rid of them, and they came, They just came back. Well, they do tend to come back. Genital warts. No, no they're on my hands. Well, I was talking about genital warts. Well, they're going to be genital warts. Uh, you don't leave yourself alone, champ. <laughs> no. no uh, there's no cream, though, for your hands or anything? Mm, there's various things. For your hands... Best thing to do is get something called salicyclic acid tape, and right? they have little, little or pre-cut little uh, pads you can put on. You change those every day; it dissolves warts in a couple of days. Uh, I heard when you're young, you have the wart virus. I'm talking about the warts you get on your hands. Like yeah. you know, when you're a kid, you'll get some warts on your hands, yep. and then as an adult, you'll never get another wart. Right. I mean, I haven't had a wart since I was nine. Right. Because I heard there uh, is some something that you produce when you're a kid that makes right. you more susceptible to it. Right. So at uh, it's 16 though, he's not a kid. No. I'm but, guessing it should go away with time. Yeah. Kristen. Hi. Hey, you're 16. Yeah. Um, I was wondering about, um, like, what, what exactly is the line between just sex and rape? What's the line? Yeah. Uh, like, no, what's the difference? No is the line. You say no, and somebody keeps pushing. Or if you're passed out and you can't say no. Either, here's what it is. You can't say no or you Either say no. you say no or you're, you know, there's a sock duct taped in your mouth and you can't say no. Well, what if, what if it was kind of your fault? Though? What if you kind of brought it on yourself? Well, like you, you did what? You, uh, what you taped pornography to yourself and uh, dropped yourself into a men's prison or something? No, I was just um, real flirtatious and provocative. 
<clears throat> how old was how old was the guy? Um, twenty two, I think. And was this at a party or something? No, I, I've been dating him for a while, just a little bit. And at what point did you want him not to be sex? Um, well, after he was already in my pants, so it was a little bit late, anyways. Okay, so you're dating a twenty two year old. Yeah. How many dates do you have before this happens? Well, I, well, I work with him. We don't really go out. Well, you know what? Already, she's not an. I mean, it's funny to, to even put it in this context, but she's really not in a, at an age to render consent to anybody. Right. So it's rape no matter what, or at least it's unlawful sexual intercourse. Yeah, unlawful sexual intercourse. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's the line. All right. So you work with the guy. Yeah, he's my boss. And uh, you you flirt with the guy. Yeah. And you're. You're trying to kind of play grown-up with him, right? Yeah. And sort of pretend like you're maybe more experienced than you were or something like that? Yeah. All right, Drew, stop staring at the kids now. No, just you don't, you don't see enough of them? No, I'm trying to get them to go to sleep. Well, what are you going to do? Uh, use, uh, use the stink eye and put them under? Yeah. Let them color, Drew. Relax. Let them live a little. You're going to smother them. They're going to turn on you. Oh, believe me, they'll turn. So, Kristen... And you went out, not really on a date, but just uh, after work kind of thing? Yeah, kind of, yeah. Where'd you go, to his house? Yeah. And you kind of knew what he had in mind? Yeah, I had, I knew what was going on. Uh-huh. And you were just sort of having fun, I mean, just sort of playing grown-up with him, right? Yeah. Well, she didn't, didn't acknowledge... No, I'm not, I'm not attacking her. I just no, want to make did, sure what's going on. she didn't acknowledge the reality of what she was... I mean, she really didn't... She was denying to herself what was really going on, even though she's intellectually right, guy, sort of understood. The guy's 22, he's a man, he's horny, and she's going home with him. Does he know how old you are? Yeah. Okay. And then you got home, uh, back to his place, and what happened? He offered you uh, a beer or some pot? No, nothing. I just smoked a couple cigarettes, nothing important, nothing. All right, he didn't, he didn't try to get you drunk. Mm -mm. He must have been very confident. Yeah. All right. So you you had nothing in your system. No. And he started to make a move on you. Yeah. And you never stopped him. Not until it got really far. Like how far? Like intercourse? No. Uh, he was his hands were at my pants already. And then you tried to stop him. Yeah. What did you say? I said, well, I don't think this is a good idea. Mm-hmm. I tried to make an excuse like he was my boss, mm -hmm. but he didn't really. And then I just kind of sat there for a while, but then it, I got really nervous when so I took my pants off and I tried to push him away and he... Um, he did what? Didn't move. And so so you were you fearful that he'd hit you or something? Yeah, kind of. Uh, I, was kind of I was just, I don't really know what, what the hell I was. Well, you just froze up? Yeah, kind of. All right, but you weren't intoxicated. No. Were you a virgin? No. When it, when had you had sex before? Um, when I was, well, I've been having sex since for a while. With who? Um, well, my uh, ex-boyfriend, no. So uh, when did you start having sex? Um, I was 12. You were 12? Mm-hmm. First time you had intercourse? Yeah. So something's a little up, right? Kind of. Yeah, what went on? Um, I, um, nothing real major. I know when I was little, um, I wasn't sexually abused or anything. But? Um, I don't know. I was physically abused. Okay. Does that have anything to do with it? Yeah, of course. Sure. And, um, 
How, how old was the guy who was having sex with you when you were 12? 17. Yeah. That, that's oh, that's okay. right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you know, that's rape right there. Yeah. Oh, for Christ's sake. I can, uh, can you imagine uh, when I was 17? Hi, senior high school. Uh, a senior high, in high school. Seventh grader or sixth grader. Think about that. <laughs> I'm a senior in high school, and I'm going, I'm going to get myself some uh, 16-year-old uh, poontang. 12-year-old. I mean, uh, some. I want to say sixth grade yeah. trim. Oh my God! I, I told him I was older though. I told him I was fourteen. All right. Okay. So your whole mo, though, Kristen, is is that you've been abused by your your dad? I'm guessing. Yeah. Physically. Yeah. And your whole thing has been trying to sort of get the attention of older men, right? Yeah. And you know you can do it because. Uh, you look good, right? And you know they're interested in you physically. Well, they're interested physically. Right, right. Uh, so did this guy end up having intercourse with you? Yeah. He did? Yeah. And you weren't able... Uh, do you think you were sort of frozen up by the abuse that you suffered at the hands of your dad? I don't, I don't know. Let me answer that. Yes, absolutely. She's a victim. Right. Victim. Okay. And this all stirs that whole thing back up again. All right. The guy is despicable. What kind of job is it? I work at The Gap. Have you uh, have you gone back to work since then? Yeah. And seen him there? Mm-hmm. And what's his attitude been? He acts like he did before. Just flirts with me and stuff, like always. And has not talked about uh, coming back over or anything like that? No, no, he was, I, I don't know, I think he feels kind of guilty because he knew I was fighting him. Mm. <sighs> I I think this guy deserves to be brought up on charges. Yeah, I mean, you, you ought to have something called a uh, forensic examination. When did this happen? Um, about a week ago. I mean, still might want to get the exam done. I mean, you go to the emergency room and let them know what happened. The police report's filed. Evidence is collected. You should do it right away if there's any question at all. And, uh, you yeah, know, what he did was wrong. I mean, yeah. but what do you think, Drew? I mean, should there should the authorities get involved? Yeah, it's not right. Well, why are you so uh, because I don't because they fair about well, the whole thing. I, the reason is it's a week later. She'll have difficulty proving it, getting the evidence together. It'll probably be a very painful thing for her. This sort of thing make, it makes me kind of less enthusiastic about it. But yeah, it ought to be done. Well, listen, I always feel a little bit negligent when there's a, a crime committed, and you're not telling someone to prosecute but on I, didn't, the, I didn't say that shush up on the other hand it's like you went over to the guy's house you you teased him and you were almost putting yourself in harm's way and then don't uh, hold on a second don't everyone freak out I, I, I I'm, it's not one of these you know I know there's this this you know popular opinion that if a woman is raped it's never ever ever the woman's fault she is the victim and that is true but it's like if some guy breaks in your house and holds you at gunpoint and, and steals from you, uh, that's uh, that's not at all your fault. And if you go to bed every night with the window swung open, that's a little bit more. But you've a little the, bit more responsible. You, you've been for on the that. show long enough to know how victims behave. And right. Again, this is a classic situation where she's provocative with these guys because that's what her emotional needs are. And then, uh oh, there's this other thing. And then she paralyzes because she is a victim. And <sighs> that's that's the way. And victimizers will go out and seek this out for that very reason. All right. So, Kristen, here's what we got to work on with you. 
this not happening to you again. Oh, I'd like to just give your dad a big, fat, roundhouse kick to the nuts. I really would. It, it is just so despicable, not only what the abusive parent does to the kid while they're physically abusing them or sexually abusing them, but then what the kid goes on to do for the rest of their life unless they get some, some intervention, some help, some counseling, something like that. So, Kristen... You have to not do this again. Well, do you, do you think I should quit my job? Yes. And, well, and, I, and I report don't, the guy. I, yeah, I would report the guy. Is there a manager above him? No, he's he's the manager of the store. See, that's the other thing. Really, it's also a misappropriation of his authority and a misuse of his authority. Oh yeah, I mean, you could get and this guy fired in a second. Do you understand? Yeah. All right, so if you want to bring charges against him, you can bring charges against him. But more importantly, let's not let this happen again. You know what I'm saying? And part of that, you know, part of her uh, process of recovering from her victimization might be doing something about this. That's interesting. What do you think about that, Kristen? About what? About using, um, prosecuting this guy as part of your, you know, road to recovery. I don't, I don't know. I think my parents would be pretty upset. Yeah, well, screw them. If your dad wasn't whacking you around, you wouldn't be in this predicament in the first place. I don't think they let me press charges. Okay. I don't think it's up to them. I don't think it is either. L listen, uh, I don't, I don't think it'd be responsible for us to tell you to do it one way or the other. But I'm really more concerned with this not happening to you again, Kristen. Mm. You understand? Yeah. So you're going to get some counseling. I don't know. I don't think my parents would go for that either. Well, put it this way, Kristen. Stop worried, worrying about what your parents would go for and start worrying about yourself. Because uh, I don't want to see you go through your whole life as a victim and having people prey on you this way. You know, this guy's evil. And really, you're, you're, it wasn't as much his fault. No, no, no. It, here's the deal. It is his fault. And it's, and it's your fault to the degree that you're putting yourself out there for victim for victimizers to prey on. We need you to change the way you're putting yourself out there. Right? Yeah. All right. Please uh, be conscious of that. you got to work on that, Kristen. Okay. You understand? All right. Yeah. All right. She's going to do it her own way. I know, but you know that is a stronger force than a river, mm -hmm. her wanting to get back into that sort of provocative BS stuff. Yep. Oh, dads, don't screw with your daughters. Moms either. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't make a country song. <laughs> daddies, don't screw with your daughters. They'll grow up to be victims and strippers and whores. Treat them like the princesses they think they are. And soon they'll be doing all the chores. <laughs> oh, screw this Dwight Yoakam. I got myself a, a gig. I can do some. All right. All right, yeah. All right, so maybe I'm a little high. Jamie, you're 18. Yeah. Hey. Hello. Um, okay, this is really 
difficult to explain. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, hold on. I just want to give some quick uh, tips to Loveline callers. If there's ever a 15-second uh, pause where there's nothing said, fill it. feel free to chime in. Okay. Especially so, when you were the one who stopped talking. Okay. So, anyway, um, this has nothing to do with boyfriends. I've been single for about seven months. And when I was with someone, I was a virgin. I'm an 18-year-old virgin right now, mm-hmm. but not by choice. Do you understand? Yeah. I got that. I had that same thing going on. <laughs> so anyway, um, when I first got with this guy back in the days, um, he, we wanted to have sex, and I was a virgin, and all my friends had warned me, oh, it's going to hurt you and this and that. But when he, had, when he went to penetrate me, it was a pain that was very um unbearable Mm -hmm. it was something i couldn't handle it physically right and we were together for a year and throughout the entire year we had tried this over and over and um we read books and stuff about how we could overcome this he bought a vibrator so i could you know try to do it myself you know break it open i guess you could say you know what's great about guys Uh, all of a sudden, they become, uh, you know... Amateur um, gynecologist. <laughs> that's true. Wait a minute. Doogie Hauser, amateur gynecologist. This is the name. Forget about this t- coffee and donuts uh, series we've been working on, Drew. All right. No, no. Here's what I'm saying. They become Thomas Edison and Ponce de Leon at the same time when it be- when it comes to getting into a girl's vagina. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, here's guys, they smoke pot, they sit on the sofa, you can't drag them out to do anything, they won't do any chores, all they want to do is watch TV and hang out and play like a Nintendo. But man, when it, boy, do they become motivated when they're trying to uh, cut themselves off a slice, as it were. Jamie? Yeah. All right, so. Have you seen a gynecologist? Me? No. Why not? Um, I just. Never really thought about it. All right, that's what you need to know. Oh, you were talking to her, Drew, when you asked that question? Yeah, not you, Adam. Okay, okay so anyway. Because um, there, there are circumstances where the membrane can be... Um, when I take the vibrator to myself, I don't turn it on because I'm not ready for that. I try to penetrate myself with it so that when I could be trying to penetrated by a, a penis that it won't hurt me. But it's like my hymen is now broken. It's broken completely. And I can't fully penetrate myself with the vibrator. And whenever another person has tried to penetrate me, because it's been... Hold on. It's not the Badger series, is it? <laughs> oh, my Because okay. that, that, that won't fit. That's right. just for show. It's always very, very, very uncomfortable, and it's always, like, unbearably painful. Is there something, like, a little bit more than, like, the the... The pain that a virgin feels, is there something that's abnormal in this? Probably. I mean, it's something called the most common thing I've to be. Been, I've never been fully penetrated. Oh, no, quiet, quiet. Uh, Jamie, Jamie, please, put your vagina on the phone for a second. Uh, are you using lubrication? Yeah. The most common thing would be something called vaginismus, which is a spasm of the muscles on the floor of the pelvis. And um, it's usually from anxiety as much as anything else. And you sound like an anxious person, Jamie. And you need to see a gynecologist I'm, I'm to make sure like that a being a virgin. you need to I, I see mean, Jamie, 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 Jamie. You need to see a gynecologist to make sure that everything is okay anatomically, okay? Just to make sure there's nothing out of the ordinary going around. 
going on. And there are techniques that can be used as you guys were sort of working around and trying with the potential, uh, with, with with the outcome of increasing the, the diameter in there, if, if there is something anatomically not quite right. Jamie, so, have you ever been to a gynecologist? No, never. I mean, right. You're going to be sexually, to yeah. gynecologist. I mean, you should be having pelvic exams and pap smears every year anyway, so go. And then uh, take take his or her advice and go on from there. Oh, it's like, uh, Drew, I can't hear out of my left ear, and I've been putting pencils in there and uh, rubbing uh, Vaseline in there, and I put everything in there to try to whatever. Something must be blocking it. Yeah, what yeah. do you think, Drew? Should no. I poke more stuff in there? or yeah. yeah. Maybe go to your nose and throat guy. That, you know, in all probability, though, she's just overwhelmingly anxious. I mean, kind of hear it in her voice. Oh, yeah. All right. I'm going to take some of these sleeping pills now and uh, hope that they don't kick in before the show's over. Drew? Yeah. You don't need any of these things. Uh, Why don't you sell the hell out of the next call? Here is Joey, been on hold 90 minutes. A girlfriend is wild and puts herself at risk by hitchhiking. Okay. I'm starting to hit. Love line. Phone number 1 800 LOVE 191. How much of that conversation just went off here? Fax number 310 854 4455 of Adam Carolla. That is the uh, the brainy papa, Dr. Drew. And uh, hey, Engineer Mike, you get a little that uh, Suzanne Vega when I was jamming with her? Uh, folk singer extraordinaire Suzanne Vega was in here, mm, must have been about a month ago now. And, um, you know, I have a jazz background, and we got together and we jammed a little on one of her songs and uh, won a little something like this. I am sitting in the morning at the diner on the corner. I am waiting at the counter for the man to pour the coffee, and he fills it only halfway. And before I even argue, he is looking out the window at somebody coming in. Do, 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 num yo ho. Hey, stop that. That's not the words. It is always nice to see you, says the man behind the counter. To the woman who has come in, she is shaking her umbrella. And I look the other way as they are kissing their hellos, and I'm pretending not to see them. And instead, I pour the milk. Dr. Drew do 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 See Drew, my voice is my instrument. Yeah. You know? Needs to be tuned. Drew made a joke, everybody. Mark this date down on the calendar so a year from now we'll know when the anniversary was of Dr. Drew making a funny. No, Susan spoke to me quite earnestly after the show and wanted to know if I could go out on the road. You know. Really? Yeah, well, oh, I shouldn't my. say go out on the uh, road. And tile up Chris Hardwick, will you please? She said she had a couple of local gigs in town, and if I could just come and sit in. They want you to join the Lilith tour. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. See, they call that sitting in when another guy, you know, of some uh, prowess comes by and, you know, just joins him up on stage. Oh. But I couldn't jam with her because I had to, had the show to work out. You could tell she was impressed, though. Joey. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was saying, my girlfriend's, like, really wild. And she she told me about this one dream a while ago uh, that she had a dream, kind of fantasy more, the dream thing that uh, she she wants to be 
that she's hitchhiking and gets picked up by somebody who knows who and uh and then like goes to a rest stop and has sex with the man she says that that, that was a fantasy more than a dream uh-huh you know and you got a car no she 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 just went in the army and she'll be out from boot camp and all that then she's gonna have a car yeah but do you have a car no oh okay and then she'll have a car you could borrow? Uh, kind of ironic got, getting picked up I, by I your own car. Drive. Oh, you can't drive. I got DWIs. Hmm. How many you got? Two. Oh, that's that's not bad. Hell, you're only 20. Yeah. You been driving since you were 16? Uh, no. 18? 18, yeah. All right. So it's one a year. Let me but, do some uh, math here. By the time you're 60, you'll have 45. Okay. No, uh, no, I'm I'm a recovering addict right now. Oh, okay, good. Never, never. Good, good. When do you get your license back? Uh, I don't know. I haven't been to court yet. I'm going to court on September 12th, actually. All right. And what what is your question for us about her? Well, see, my girlfriend. Uh, I remember hearing you guys talk about uh on one show. Some girl called in saying that uh, since the past abuse, that like maybe. It had something, you know, what she does has something to do with uh, how she's acting out now. Yeah, mm -hmm. like every call of every show I've ever done. Yeah, well. <laughs> is, uh, well, he doesn't necessarily hear well, them all. She, well, was she abused? She, well, not by her family. Her, her like, family's, like, crystal clean. I mean, mm -hmm. her dad's uh, one of the top cops in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. And it's not her family, it's a past relationship. Uh, yeah, but usually there's been a little something up at home when you get involved with someone who will abuse you. But listen, I'm going to piss off one of the top cops in Baltimore. Basically, from what she told me, it was like, it's like something she, she wants to get, like, picked up by some guy and then have sex with him. All right, so there's a fantasy. Hey, I'd like to get picked up by your girlfriend after uh, she drops a guy well, off at the rest stop and have sex with her. And a big deal. She she went into more deeply because uh, this got me thinking about from what you guys had talked about. She was uh, pretty much raped by, uh, well, I guess it would be raped by a guy when she was like uh, about like 14. Mm -hmm. uh, this guy just appeared in her room choking her. And just, really? Yeah. With her uh, top cop dad right there in the house? Yeah. Oh, my God. Did they catch and, the guy? Uh, she she didn't tell this guy. And this guy would, she didn't tell her dad. And this guy would, like, come up there and, like, just appear totally naked. And then said, "You're basically, you're going to have sex with me. On more than one occasion? Yeah. What the hell? And, Something was very wrong here. All right. Joey. Yeah. Um, there's a lot going on here. There's uh, Some of it is you, some of it's her, some of it is the nude guy <laughs> who's in a room. There's a lot of weird stuff going on. There's uh, a lot of missing information. More than <laughs> <laughs> Joey's uh, like a uh, like a jigsaw of a you know picture of a covered bridge. Right. But about a, a half of it is stuck to the dog's ass or something, and uh, heading out heading out into the backyard. Right. I can't figure out a, a damn thing he was saying. No. Uh, she's in the military. Good. You're in recovery. Good. Good. She, uh, she's, got, good. she's got. She's got. She's got some fantasies. Fine. She's got some abusive past that doesn't make sense. Uh, something is up. Oh, she's living with Commissioner Gordon, 
Yeah, uh, meanwhile, there's a naked guy who appears in a room. And yeah. Joey couldn't string together too many thoughts. Yeah. Uh, Joey, uh, here's your job. Get your license back, and this time keep it. Stick with your recovery. Uh, let her go through boot camp and stop examining everyone's sexuality. Yeah. Hey, Drew, what's going on tonight with these callers? It's been wild, hasn't it? Not wild. It's been horrible. Weird. Yeah, weird. It is, everyone is just high and like, uh, 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 what is that? I don't know. I blame the screeners. We aren't even screening anymore. And I blame you too, Drew. Why? Just because, because yeah. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna have I'm picking my own call. John. Yeah. You're twenty one. Yep. All right, let's go, Bucko. All righty. <clears throat> I wanna come out of the closet to my family and my friends, but uh I really don't know how to do it. I'm like I I, I think I, I like I've been dating this one girl since I was like fifteen. <laughs> And mm -hmm. we just recently broke up because I haven't been able to perform for her. Um, I don't feel like she's enough for me. I feel like I have to go to another guy. Yeah, well, you're into guys. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Hold on. Let me make a quick aside here. Alrighty. Let me have a sidebar with Drew. It breaks my heart to realize there are guys who got laid more than I did in high school. As a matter of fact, hundreds of times more than I did in high school. And they're gay. Mm-hmm. Don't even want it. It's a it's the biggest waste of uh, of 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 uh, of a woman's private parts I can ever think of. There I was searching in vain, desperate for desperate for a woman to have sex with, and uh, John can't get away from this woman fast enough. Yet I'm sure he's had steady sex all through high school with her, right, John? Definitely. Ah. Oh. Break of my heart. I'm sorry. All right, so now you want to get rid of her because you realize that you're gay, and you want to come out with the friends and the family. Well, I, I, I've already told her, and I explained to her why and what happened to me as a child and why this came about and everything else. But, I mean, I don't know how to tell my family. What happened to you as a child? Well, there's the next-door neighbors. Um, I used to spend night over there all the time, mm -hmm. and we used to play Truth or Dare with the two sons. Mm -hmm. And... A lot of the times it was fellatio, or it was anal penetration. How old were you? I was like 12. That's when I started? Yeah. How old were they? Uh, 14, 15. Oh, and that's, was there one particular one that initiated all that? Yeah. And then everybody else just sort of went along with it? Yeah, pretty much. Why'd you guys go along with that? Um, well, to me, it was, I mean, I never went through that real childhood experimentation well, it I, I never like show me yours, I'll show you mine type thing. At age 12 though, it almost seems like he was old enough to start saying, "Hey, uh, maybe I'm into guys." Right. I mean, what I'm saying is is if you were telling us you were um, six, six yeah. and this guy was 14, and then we'd come back and say, well, listen, you were violated, you were raped, uh, you don't even know what your sexuality is because you had someone else's sexuality imposed on you at such a young age. Yeah. But the fact that you're 12 and you're thinking, well, uh, we spun the bottle, it landed on butt love, and I'm going with it, that says to me that maybe you've always been interested in guys. Well, I don't know, but I mean, every time I had to perform fellatio, I mean, it was it was such a turn on for me. To imagine his parents walking in the room. Oh, for Christ's sake! Especially since his dad's a cop. Uh, Larry, did I tell you we should have bought the battleship? No, you wouldn't spend twelve bucks for the goddamn battleship. <laughs> now look what's happened. 
Oh boy, am I going to have a game closet in my room? <laughs> I, that's just going to be any time, anything the kids want to do. Please, anything, just don't blow it. Shoots <laughs> and ladders, uh, operation, don't spill the beans. Uh, every video game, whatever, just stay away. All right, so you like guys? Maybe you always did like guys. Are you living outside of the house now? Uh, no, I'm recently with my parents. Why? Um, well, I was with the young lady I was telling you about, and uh, I mean, she's my best friend. I love her to death, but I don't feel like she should be in the same household as her anymore just because I don't right. want it to be too awkward for her. Uh, mm-hmm. Poor woman. She's going to need some therapy. So she knows why. She thinks she turned you gay, though. Uh, no, she. I explained the entire thing. Yeah, Explain. Explain. Wait a minute. Explain. Explain. <laughs> The point is, is you can't tell a woman you've been with since you were 15, uh, you didn't turn me gay. She's going to have some feelings about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all right. That's her business. Yeah. I mean, she's heartbroken. She was set on getting married and everything. Oh, uh, all right. Well, thank what, God you didn't. When you thank God move, you guys didn't do that. When are you going to move out of the house? Um, well, there's this guy I've kind of been seeing. Oh, boy. And he wants me to move in with him. But I don't know how to tell my parents that I love him and I'm... <laughs> Sleeping with them, pretty much. I think you're kind of... See, John sounds like a pretty together guy to me. Yeah. And I think what you need to do is first get out of the house. Uh-huh. Because no use in dropping the bomb while you're there under the roof. Yeah. Just in case they don't take it the way uh, you'd like them to. Well, I already know my brother's not going to because he's always calling everybody faggots and whatnot, and he's always saying if I ever have a gay child, I'm going to beat them to death and everything else. Yeah. Well, well, he sounds pretty open. <laughs> was he over there with the neighbors ever? Pardon? Was he ever over the neighbors? Uh, they were decent friends, not really. Well, good. maybe he had some stuff happen that scared him or was sort of provocative to him. And, well, my and, brother was older than them. So. Yeah, but still, but maybe he knew enough that it wasn't what he wanted to do, but enough that it kind of stirred up some feelings that scared him, and now he's uh, reacting to that. Yeah. Well, and also, how old's your brother, 25? Uh, he's 26. All right. Eh, sometimes 26-year-old guys. Uh, he's not a white-collar guy? Uh, he's a chef. Okay. That's a uh, cordon bleu collar. So uh, <laughs> he uh, he's probably just, you know, he's coming from that world. But here's the deal, John. Uh, move out of the house, then go ahead and tell your folks. Okay. And just tell them. Don't, don't make a big deal out of it. Don't have trumpeters announce your arrival. Just pretty much say, Mom, Dad, this is my boyfriend, Richard. Um, no. Love him. Now, I wouldn't even introduce the guy. As a matter of fact, here's what you have to do, John. I've said this a couple of times because I'm sure one of Drew's kids will go gay. I mean, come on. There's three of them. Someone's got to go gay. If not, I'll go gay for him, Drew. What do you think of that? Parents have a tough time hearing that their kid is, is gay or lesbian most of the time. But what really brings it home is... Here is the guy who is attached to the penis that I will be blowing later on this evening. See, because that's like cement. It, it, it cements it. It's, it's, it's the same way when it comes to a guy and his daughter a lot of the time. And it's one thing to know that your daughter's having sex. It's another thing to have the guy who's nailing her standing there next to her at age 16 or whatever it is. Am I right, Drew? Yes. So I would not bring the uh, secondary loved one's penis into the into the fray. Okay. I would, as a matter of fact, you'll probably have to do this in stages. Well, the only thing is, my my lover's he has a kid. 
Yeah. I want to bring the kid and introduce it because, I mean, she's a cute seven-year-old. Right. I want to introduce her to my parents right. as my daughter. Yeah, I know. But Don't listen, you, you're, you're, you're getting way too much done here before. Do it in segments. Okay. All right? So, like, carry this out over a year or two? Yeah, I would spread it out. First, I'd, think, uh, I'd go with, you know what, uh, I think I'm bi. Then the next one is, is uh, you know what, I decide I'm not bi, I'm gay. But I'm not actively uh, doing anything right now. And then the third one is, is here's my boyfriend. And then the fourth is, we're both going into the lucrative gay porn industry. What? It's in bad <laughs> Hey, it's Loveline, and look who's still up. Paulina has uh, weathered the show. And uh, Jordan? Oh, oh, he's out like a light. Oh. Imagine all the talk going on over there. And, oh, look at Paulina. Oh, you going to draw another picture of me, Sweet Pea? Yeah, she's hard at work. All right, screw the she's, phone she's number. She's picking one out for you. She got one. Oh, it's got a whole one. Oh, uh-oh. I used the last one as a coaster. <laughs> got all screwed up. Well, I need a new one. That's right. So, Drew, you put up everything they uh, bring home from camp or school on the yep. refrigerator? Yep. All over the house. You know what I'm going to do they when I'm a parent? Here. It's always a pain in the ass on the fridge because you slam the door, the magnet comes loose, and everyone, everything slides down to the bottom. Or, like, uh, you know, you open the back window and the wind kicks in and the things go flying everywhere. And generally, too, it's kind of a mess. I mean, let's face it, they did it. But if someone else's kid did that, there's no way you're putting it on your fridge. That's right. That's true. Here's what... Oh, look oh, at that. Nice, that buddy. is beautiful. Beautiful. It says... P-L-F-J-D. Uh, uh, oh. She, she can write in Greek. <laughs> it's amazing. I think that means I love you in Greek. The point is, is, here's my invention, Drew. Yeah. Kids get very upset if the stuff's not up on the fridge. Because they go... Drew, are you listening? She's still waving it at you. Oh, okay. She's got to learn eventually. She uh, bring Paulina in here. Maybe she should bring it in here. Come on in here, Paulina. Come on, sweet bitch. Yeah, she wants to come. All right, here's what I want, Drew. Kids go to other kids' houses. They see all this mess up on the refrigerator. Uh, after that last call, my kids aren't going to other kids' houses. Okay, and if they come, that's <laughs> a uh, spin the bottle and sodomy night over at the neighbor's house. Drew, yeah. Would you, put, you act like you, you just got off a ship. You see these kids every single day. Hi, Paulina. Thank you, baby. Thank you. What is it? What is this? That is... I don't know. You don't know. Well, she does abstract art. The picture for Adam? Yes. Is that is that me there, sweetie? Yes. It is? And what did you, what is it? Uh, what does it say there? Are you just working on your alphabet? I don't know. <laughs> oh. Anne is, uh, her biological clock is now spinning as if uh, there's been an electrical surge, <laughs> like a lightning bolt just to hit her house, and the thing is just spinning. Am I right, Anne? Oh, look at these kids. Oh, they just couldn't get any cuter. You've peaked as a kid. That's it. It's going to be nothing but downhill from here, Paulina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's sassy like her mom and has a bigger vocabulary, too, I think. Okay. Susan's not listening to the show. I hope. I don't mind. All right, here's my idea, Drew. Yeah. 
So you don't you got a nice house, let's say. Not yeah. you, but let's yeah. say one does. You know I don't. You don't want to have all this muck on the refrigerator, but yet you don't want to destroy the kid's psyche by not putting up their their um, their hard-earned uh, artwork, right? Mm-hmm. So you have a fake refrigerator facade. Ah. It's like a picture of a refrigerator that you hang up, and it's magnetized, and you put it in the kid's room where no one has to look at it. Perfect. That way uh, they can have all this stuff up on the fridge. As a matter of fact, here's what you do. This is a better idea, Drew. Yeah. Buy some professional art, rip it out of the frame, put it on a magnet, and hang it off the fridge, and then have, like, Paulina write her name. And that way, when, you know, parents and, you know, uh, neighbors come by, they'll just they'll, they'll marvel at the genius. Picasso. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, no, wait a minute. Picasso. All right. Uh, Paulina, everything good? You're staying up? You're not taking a nap, huh? No, this is late for you, though, she isn't got it? Pinsky uh, thing done. Yeah. You like to stay up late? Yes? Yes. What time do you normally go to bed? I don't know. About 8 o'clock, maybe? No. 9 o'clock. You going to camp tomorrow? Yes. You gonna, you gonna be good in camp? Yes. Yeah, what are you gonna do in camp? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe do a little more coloring? Sing a song, maybe? Yes. Yeah. What song are you going to sing? I didn't know. All right. Did I let him sing songs about Jesus? I don't know. Because when I used to go to camp, I, you know, hey, we we got to sing about Jesus. It doesn't seem like they're singing much of that stuff. What? Yeah. Rock me, Lord, can't get under it. Rock me, Lord, can't get over it. No, no. Uh, none of that? Okay. Uh, I got a little erect there, by the way, when you're singing about Jesus, Sam. It's kind of a turn-on. Hey, who the hell are we talking to here, Drew? Hello? Hello? What's your name? Kathy. Kathy? Yeah. Mm, how old are you? I'm 15. All right, hold on a second, Kathy. This poor guy's been on hold for 54 minutes, right. Drew. Rick. Yeah. Hey, you're 27. Exactly. Let me give you a little history before I ask my question. And... Uh, <clears throat> My girlfriend, she was abused by her parents, basically, not, not physically abused, well, actually physically abused, but uh, not sexually, and her parents had a really bad relationship. Hold on a second. Pauline, you want some sleeping pills? No. Oh, yummy. No. No. Okay. So anyways, they had a really bad relationship, and she went on to date a guy when she was younger, and they went through an extremely bad relationship for the last... 10 years or so. She's 30 now. I'm 27. And you were going to rescue her from that. Well. Except you hit her too. Let me, let me give you the scenario here. The, the situation was that I met her at a party and basically she, uh, she told me everything the bad happened in her life. Right. So you were going to rescue and, her from and, that. And, see, I was never now the problem is that I, I'm having a problem with abuse now. You're abusing her. I am, and I feel like... Isn't that what I just said? You had to exactly. rescue her, you like went in? I feel like I'm playing on her past, and I've, I've never been like that with any other woman. Well, okay. Well, she found a good a good, uh, and, and good uh, what we, cast member for to, to suit her role. Oh, yes. And, and, she uh, casted the right man for the part. Call off the auditions. Exactly. I have yeah. Rick, the potential abuser. Exactly. I mean, I, I'm very hip to all that, and, and I, I feel like uh, maybe, you know, it's like I look for the right person or... 
Right. And I've never had an abusive past. Okay, so what are you going to do about it? Are you going to get some counseling? Well, well, well basically, uh, we've been going out for two years, and it's it's been you know, pretty abusive as far as arguing. I've slapped her. And, uh, right. All right, we got that part. The problem is, is we're running out of show, <laughs> so we want to know what are you going to do about it. Uh, I, I don't know, and I'm looking for. A well, how about some counseling? Separated now. Okay. Well, they have those groups for guys who abuse. Unfortunately, they're popping up all over the country. What about getting in contact with one of those groups? Those no, anger I, management groups. I took down groups. that 1-800 number and abuse. In fact. Oh, you did. Yes, I did. All right. Well, why don't you call it? Well, I was. I wanted to talk to you guys first. Well, we appreciate it. We're running out of show here, Rick. That is the problem. Um, uh, I understand what's going on with you. You listen to the show enough, and you know what's going on. I, I think I'm caring enough to, to be able to try to figure out what's going on. I do, too. I, com on. I completely believe you. And here's the situation. There's, it's a two-part process, this whole uh, mental, uh, mental awareness. One is realizing that you have a problem, and the other part is, is actually uh, going out and acting on it, doing something, getting some counseling, uh, getting involved with one of these groups, what have you. I mean, I'm a guy who knew I was screwed up for a good five, seven, eight years. wasn't able to, to act on it, even though intellectually I knew what was going on the entire time. Hmm. But if you work on it, you'll get it under control. I don't know if you ever had this, Drew. I wasn't beating women or anything. I knew I was horrible in a relationship uh, by the age of 20. But I couldn't stop myself from making the same mistakes and being horrible Anyway, right. it's, uh, you know, it's like uh, the full moon comes out, you turn in the werewolf, and it takes some years to straighten that out. Right. But Rick sounds like he's doing the work, and, or he's going to get involved with the work, and that's all right. All right, we'll be back with uh, more Adam Carolla, more Dr. Drew, and the song stylings of Miss Paulina after this. Hey, everybody, Dr. Drew here. And I'm Mike Catherwood. And we just want to say thank you both to our sponsors for supporting the show and to those of you who support our sponsors by clicking through on the Amazon banner. Be sure to use the products that support this program. Without them, we are unable to continue to uh, thrive. Kind of it's pull, true. As Adam would say, I pull a wind in the sails. Keep the pirate ship afloat? Well, we don't have a pirate ship like he does, but we got to keep this thing afloat. And the way they do it is by clicking through on Amazon for any purchases. And it doesn't cost you a thing. But Amazon kicks a little bit over to the podcast producers, yeah. and we can keep doing our podcast. Yeah, and it, look, again, let's remind people, you're probably going to use Amazon anyway. Yeah. So if you could, just before, go ahead and click through that banner. Do your shopping the same way that you would, and uh, and we get a little, we get our beak wet. So go to Podcast One, head to over to the Loveline page, and then click through on the Amazon banner there, and you'll be supporting the show, and we appreciate it. Thanks, guys. The uh, sleeping pills are now kicked in, bro. That's it for me. I'm plumb out of show. Hey, uh, Dwight Yoakam will... Uh-oh. I busted a CD. <laughs> and I, I destroy every CD container I touch. Can you get that back working? Dwight Yoakam tomorrow night. Yes, yes. And uh, Drew, who are you going to bring in? The nanny? The nanny tomorrow nobody, night? Nobody tomorrow night. No. Okay. Good night, Paulina. Oof, she's embarrassed. Well, she's very coy. Paulina, say good night. No. Okay, that's good enough. I just want to hear something. I'm going to try a little reverse psychology. Paulina, see that microphone? Please do not talk into it. <laughs> there you go. All right, so until uh, next time, this is Adam Carolla for uh, not only Paulina, Dr. Drew, and the Napping Jordan. 
But the rest of the Love Line and Dr. Cool family. Oh, all right, screw you. That's it. This has been Love Line. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.